You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the subseries of Let's Stay Together where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing the final season, episode 11, which was called Goodbye. Oh my god. We're going to do our summary, spoiler-free discussion, and spoiler discussion like we always do. Yeah. Yay. Yay. And today, this episode covered the end of chapters 128, 129, 130, and part of the first part of 131 from the manga. And we covered all of that in our episode 63, which is called I Can Start Down My Own Path. So there was still some stuff in that episode that hasn't been covered yet. Probably will be next week. So maybe after next week, you'll be able to go back and listen to it. But yeah, for the most part, that was all all in one. And I'm surprised they squeezed a lot of all this content. I, every time they put like four chapters in, I'm always really impressed. They did it again. Mm-hmm. They've done it again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How do they do it? I don't know. <laughs> This episode opens as Toru leaves the hospital. She sees Zuo and Hana who have come to pick her up and Kyo, and then she takes off. <laughs> <laughs> Just like we saw last week. <laughs> her legs carry her away on their own. This isn't right. It's not what I planned, she thinks. I was supposed to smile. Kyo catches up to her at a street lamp. Toru is always able to get out before she runs away again. He got dumped, huh? He got dumped. A woman and a child and a cat passing by, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You're crushing me here, Kyo says, but takes off again determined. Toru keeps running and thinking, this is no good at all. She remembers speaking to Kyo after she fell. She remembers Yuki visiting her in the hospital. He asks how she's doing and tries to talk to her about Kyo. Toru suddenly cries and changes the subject. My chest hurts, she thinks, and she remembers Kyo telling her, I'm disappointed in you. Just hearing his name is a knife to my chest. I'm no good like this. I have to get over it and not just dwell on it forever or I'll cause trouble to everyone, even Kyo. That's not acceptable. Smile, smile. In the present, Toru slows down and sits on a low wall. She decided to smile the next time she saw Kyo, but it was a wasted effort. She decided it'd be okay if she wasn't by his side, but... Kyo approaches. She sees him. I want to be by his side, she thinks. Not being able to makes me sad. She cries. Please wait, she struggles to say. I'll be ready in a sec. But the tears don't stop. She doesn't want Kyo to be even more disappointed in her. Kyo approaches her and takes her hand. He kneels. I was completely selfish, wasn't I? He says. I just confessed my own sins, said everything I wanted to say, and ignored your feelings. And then I ran, even though I know that sometimes in this world you never get the chance to see someone again to apologize. I thought that I knew, but if I'm just going to repeat history, it's no better than not knowing. I'm sorry I made you cry. I'm sorry I hurt you so much. This is the last time. I don't need another one after this. Will you give me one last chance? I want to be with you. If I'm going to keep living, I want to do it with you. He looks up at Toru seriously. You're the only one I want, because I love you. Does that mean you'll let me stay by your side? Toru says. I can hold your hand and be with you? He smiles sheepishly. You're already holding it, he says. Toru starts to cry. Happy tears this time. (laughs) Even if it's been said dozens, hundreds, or thousands of times, even if the words are a worn-out cliché, this really is like a dream. Kyo brushes her tears away and kisses her. Just so you know, that was her second kiss, he says after a moment. <laughs> to her panic blushes and asks how, when, how, what, etc. Since you know she was knocked out and all. <laughs> Remember on your own, okay? Or else I'll be lonely, you know? He stands and pulls her to her feet. He smiles reassuringly and then frowns. Can I hug you? I know I'll stop being human and that being together, sometimes you'll suffer because of my weird body. Kyokun, don't you know? Toru says. I love you, Kyokun. This love is totally invincible. Oh. In that case, maybe I'm invincible too, he says. There's nothing to be afraid of now, huh? Not if you're here. 
He pulls her into a hug. He doesn't transform. I know! (laughs) Goodbye, Akito thinks. We flash back to earlier. Akito visits Toru in the hospital. She says she was jealous of Toru, of her purity. Toru tells her that she isn't, and tells her not to put people into categories like that. When you sobbed that you were lonely and sad, Toru says, you were so innocent and pure. It was heartbreaking. I'm the person trying to destroy the world that you want, whether it's right or wrong. It doesn't change the fact that I'm hurting you a lot. But I'd still like to keep being your friend, Akito-san. Akito remembers Toru asking her to be her friend at the cliff. You're so persistent, Toru says. Wait, you're so persistent, she says. Toru smiles. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Maybe we should just start over. I mean... (laughs) All the way at episode one. Yeah. (laughs) I need to warm up, obviously, so... At the main house in the present, Akito falls to her knees. There'll be time enough later to believe in new meanings and new beginnings, right? She wonders. And God touches her head. We transition to a story. Toru narrates. Once upon a time, a certain person lived on a mountain. And we see that person, a being with long flowing white hair, staying secluded on a high mountaintop. Toru narrates. They had been alone for a long, long time. They knew that many people lived at the foot of the mountain, but they were all alone. They knew that their vast power, long life, and vast memory made them different from other people. And they were afraid of people. They were afraid of being hurt. They were afraid of themselves for having such great power yet being so different from the crowd. Then, one day, a cat came to visit. They were bewildered at the sudden visitor, but the cat bowed its head respectfully and said, I've been observing you for some time. You're a deeply mysterious person, and I cannot help feeling drawn to you. I'm a mere stray cat, but I pray you will let me stay by your side. Please, O God. The cat was faithful to its words, and never left the person's side. Not even for a moment. This made God very happy. So God had an idea. Perhaps those who are different from humans would be willing to be my friends. Perhaps I could hold an enjoyable banquet with those who understand my feelings. God wrote many invitations and sent them all. And in response, twelve creatures came to see God. God and the thirteen animals had a banquet every moonlit night. They sang and danced. God laughed aloud for the first time. The moon quietly watched over these banquets shared by those who are different. But one night, the cat collapsed. Its life was running out, and there was nothing to be done. They all cried, and they all knew that everyone would eventually die, and the banquets would end, no matter how fun or how dazzlingly precious they were. God chanted a spell and traced a circle around a sake cup. They fed the dying cat a sip as they said to the others, Here and now I shall make the bonds between us eternal. Even if we die, we shall remain connected through eternal bonds. No matter how many times we die and are reborn, we'll hold banquets like this. We shall stay unchanging for eternity, friends forever. Everyone nodded firmly. Then the rat sipped first from the oath cup, followed by the ox, the tiger, the rabbit, and the rest in order. As the final animal, the boar, finished drinking, the cat feebly wept. God, oh God, why did you make me drink that? I don't need or want eternity. Those words were shocking. God and the other animals interpreted them as a rejection, and they all grew sad. They rebuked and admonished the cat. Still, the cat said, God, oh God, let us accept that things end, even when that scares us. Let us accept mortality, even when it makes us lonely. God, I was fortunate to be with you, for even a moment. If we are able to meet again after our deaths and rebirths, then I want to meet a you who smiles not only in the moonlight, but in the light of the sun, too. Next time, I want to meet a you who laughs not only with us, but among humans, too. With a final flick of its tail, the cat fell and died, but no one paid the cat any mind now. They were all too preoccupied with the feeling that the cat had betrayed them. After a while, the other animals began to die one by one, and when the dragon died, God was alone once more. 
we see God alone in the house at the top of the mountain. The house is now broken down. The remnants of banquets past, broken mats, plates and cups now litter the floor. Snow falls through the open roof and piles in the corners of the house, and God looks out the windows longingly. And then, the narration continues, at long last God's death came as well. But God wasn't afraid, because the promise they'd all made gave God strength. I'll hold another banquet. I'll hold banquet after banquet, forever, unchanging. I may be lonely right now, but everyone is waiting for me on the other side of that promise. That was in the long-distant past, the original memory forgotten by everyone, the original promise. The cat was robbed. Yeah. <laughs> the cat was tricked. <laughs> the cat was forced to do something that it shouldn't have been forced to do. And then everyone was mad, even though the cat was right. <laughs> Not that we have feelings about it or whatever. <laughs> in the present, Akito falls to the floor of the main estate. It's all right now, isn't it, father? She wonders. It's okay for me to stop being special, or God, and just become me, right? For me to start my life. I'm hurt and scared, and I don't really have any good points, but... Goodbye. At Ayame's shop, he suddenly calls for Mine. She tells him that lunch will be ready soon and asks if he'd like more tea. He stands and hugs her from behind. Mine, he says. I was born to love you. I can finally say that. Mine cries and turns around to hug him. Also, Arisu suddenly drops a plate. His mother comes in and asks what's wrong. He cries. Kisa, playing with Hiro and Hinata, suddenly drops the Mogeta toy they were playing with and cries. Kagura, out shopping, stops dead still and cries. As she shows, Rin suddenly starts to cry, and she holds Haru's cheek. It's lonelier than you think, huh? He says, and they hold each other. Hattori, looking out of his office into the garden at home, suddenly starts to cry. Shigeru makes his way through the main estate, and like the others, he too stops suddenly. Huh, so this is what it feels like, he thinks. Goodbye, everyone, Akito narrates. Goodbyes make us lonely, very lonely. They say that partings begin new meetings, and beginnings happen because of endings. Clichés like that, I don't want to hear them right now. Please, cry with me. If there's nothing we can do about this, then for now, I want you to cry with me. A full-body wail, venting our feelings. We lost what we had, and there are no guarantees. Cry for the terror of living in this world again. Clinging to a tiny speck of hope, I want you to at least cry and cry and cry with me, like we cried when we were first born into this world. Goodbye. 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 Kyo, Sola Toru has turned away. He reaches down to the bracelet on his wrist and pulls it apart. The beads fall in slow motion. Toru cries, and Kyo looks up at the bright sky. Goodbye, we hear the ethereal voice of God say, then cut to credits. And then after the credits... <laughs> <laughs> Kyo and Toru go to visit Shisho, and he pulls Kyo into a big hug. Toru notices Haru, who gives her a thumbs up, and Rin too. She grabs Kyo's shirt sleeve and asks him something, and Toru comes to pick them up and takes him to the main house. When did they become a curse? When did they become a burden? God says. Those were happy days. We didn't want to part. Surely there was love there, and yet, time passed, people changed, and they became simply a source of suffering. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But even after the original promise wore thin and lost its original shape, you all carried it with you. So what I want to tell you most is thank you. Thank you. That was in the long-distant past, the original memory forgotten by everyone. At the main house, Atori, Kyo, and Toru stand outside Akito's room. Akito reaches out and tucks Toru in by her shirt. <laughs> it would be a long, long time, God says, before the cat's words finally came true. Inside Akito's room, she hugs Toru, and we part on an image of God scratching the cat's chin. And not crying. <laughs> the end. It's like, is that what the final image was? I couldn't see it through my tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
when I was writing my notes, I mess- I sent Kayla a screenshot of the part that says, please cry with me. And I was like, you don't have to ask. It's already happening. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Tori showed up just to drive the party bus to the main house. <laughs> <laughs> they could have just walked there, like in the manga. <laughs> That's my number one complaint about this episode. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they called him. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't make the rules of Furuba. <laughs> yeah. Why did he even need to be there? It's fine. <laughs> Because it was kind of sad that he was like all alone in his office when they were going through <laughs> all of the people, like all of their curses breaking, which I thought was done in a really interesting and nice way. Because mm-hmm. it's done without a lot of fanfare where they just all kind of suddenly start to cry and it's very quiet. Mm-hmm. It's done with only the like narration and most of them don't don't say a lot. Like Ayame says something, but a lot of the others don't. Like, you know, Shiguri has a comment and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's mostly very subdued. And um, yeah. I thought that was interesting. But yeah, then Hattori is all by himself. And like Kagura, I was like, oh, it's so mm-hmm. sad. I don't know. For some reason, it's extra sad. <laughs> it goes through the whole part at the end, but I forgot about the whole Kyoto part at the beginning where I was like literally screaming inside my heart <laughs> the whole time. So <laughs> I felt like that was also done nicely. I'm glad they kept the cat asking Kyo if he got dumped. <laughs> yeah. The cat didn't like say anything, but it was like, yeah. And it's really yeah. funny. <laughs> It's important. He's about to not be able to talk to a cat ever again. Yeah. So that was his last conversation with a cat. Yeah, the cat asking him if he got dumped. <laughs> I like how the the woman is like, "Oh, did he get dumped?" And the little kid's like, "He got dumped." <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. He didn't get dumped. He he dumped <laughs> Toru. That was the problem. <laughs> that was the whole problem in the first place. Anyway. I love him being like, this is upsetting before <laughs> running after her again. <laughs> yeah, I think in the tra- in the subtitle, it was like, you're crushing me here. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to see a little bit of like Toru's struggle in between when mm-hmm. they spoke and her time in the hospital where she's like, I'm going to be fine. Everything's fine. It's so fine. You know, mm-hmm. like Yuki freaking out when she starts crying and smacking yeah. her head. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. true that you shouldn't smack your head you have a concussion yeah <laughs> probably yeah the image of her like crying on the roof while like clutching at the <sighs> fence always really got mm-hmm. me and like kind of like coaching herself i didn't really describe it in that scene but she's like smile smile like trying to convince herself to do it mm-hmm. no you can't escape your feels <laughs> i know that that one part in particular is very heartbreaking she got to have her conversation with akito and they got to have closure mm-hmm. and akito was like oh, i was jealous of you and she's like i was wrong too it's kind of like the version of it's just almost like the alternate version of Kyo and Yuki's fight <laughs> in a way right mm-hmm. where they're like I want to be like you I want to be like you and it's the same well it's kind of similar because Akito is like everyone you attracted everyone to you and and she's like and you were you were so pure and whatever and Toru is like but I'm not though because I was mm-hmm. ruining your life basically yeah so yeah it was like the the statement where she's like like whether what i was doing was right or wrong mm-hmm. it was still hurting you like, mm-hmm. 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 yeah that's a very um empathetic <laughs> thing mm-hmm. to say i think yeah. <laughs> it's a very torrid thing to say true well mm-hmm. you know she's the most adult out of all the adults so <laughs> maybe it's momiji anyway it's fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> i changed my mind <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it is a very torrid thing to say it's, I feel like it's kind of like essentially her kind of outlook. It's very interesting. In one little mm-hmm. thing. Like, it's not necessarily right or wrong, but 
you know, you're still hurting someone, still, still problematic, I guess. Yeah. And I think also it's nice because we're, I kind of help, I think that helps uh, validate like Akito as a kind of like a anti-hero, like, and not as like a, a villain, I guess, like being like, yeah, I mean, obviously Akito is doing things that are wrong, things that are not good. And like Toru kind of validating her might not be taken well i guess by the the reader so it kind of like softens that a little bit i don't know i don't know what i'm saying i don't know what i'm trying to yeah, say i think it kind of like puts it in perspective like, yeah for the reader it's like here's an, like another angle on this it's not just like everything you did is fine now yeah it's more like you were also suffering yeah i thought so. that all of these people that you were hurting were suffering but you too were suffering so mm-hmm. yeah the kind of the second half of this is the real zodiac story we finally got to hear the real zodiac story of what really happened according mm-hmm. to takaya i guess yeah i thought it was a good choice to have toru narrate it yeah i like that because she tells us the story in the first place in like the first mm-hmm. episode about the you know her mom telling her about the yeah the like classic version of the- yeah exactly <laughs> They got invited all the animals and the rat came there was a, a the rat came first and so that's why the rats first and whatever mm-hmm. so it was kind of nice to have her voice narrating the like what really happened story at the end of the story as well yeah and as you said earlier the cat got shafted yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> the cat what the cat we uh so there was a spoiler talk that we talked about recently. It was a couple, maybe last episode. It must have been last episode because that was the one where Akito was like, I'm going to take tear down the cat's room and whatever. Mm-hmm. And in our spoiler talk, I remember saying that I thought that that was nice because the cat was the animal that came to God first in, mm-hmm. in the story, in the like real story. So Akito first starting with removing the cat's confinement, I think is nice and poetic. Yeah. Yeah, and I really thought about the um, also the irony of like the original story is like oh the it's like the rat came first and the, all the stuff about like Yuki being special because the rat was closest <laughs> to God and stuff and it's like no actually the, the cat, cat was, was to God. the cat the cat was God's best friend guys <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at you <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly mm-hmm. and like the the how they all felt the like resentment that the was part of the curse was all. Just because the cat was like, you know, like one eternity was enough with you. Like we don't need to mm-hmm. be together for all of t- one lifetime was enough. One lifetime was good enough, and we don't need to be together for all of time. Mm-hmm. And then everybody resented that, yeah, idea. Even though mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I really liked how the like the cat's final speech was like animated with it, like um looking at the sort of like, looking at god with it like yeah kind of like wiggling out of like god's arms and then like mm-hmm. sitting up to look at god and stare god in the face but, and be like yeah. wtf mm-hmm. cuz like in the manga <laughs> i think it's just like um like still, still like, lying, lying down, down like mm-hmm. during the whole thing in the manga it's also like textured in a way that makes it look more kind of like jarring i was going to say horrifying it's not really horrifying it's kind of mm-hmm. it has this like kind of cracked like texture and stuff over the cat so yeah it also adds to that like kind of like sense of betrayal almost and mm-hmm. i feel like the way that's portrayed in the, in the anime is more like rational it makes it look more rational in a way mm-hmm. by being like in it sort of you know the way that we saw it drawn before i guess yeah 
like i remember very clearly that panel where the cat's like laying down and it's kind of and saying like why did you make me do that or whatever why'd you make me drink i don't want eternity Mm -hmm. it's like in that part so without that specific visual language i think it makes it a little bit seem a little more like reasonable and that everyone else's reaction is the reaction that's crazy you know so yeah (laughs) or like not appropriate i guess (laughs) Mm mm-hmm in part of the cat's speech, the cat says, let us accept mortality even when it makes us lonely. And I feel like, in a way, that's like a major running theme in Fruits Basket. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of Kyo and Toru's, you know, problems specifically kind of stem from from their, their parents dying mm-hmm. and needing to move on from it in various ways. Like, in Toru's case, being attached to the idea of her mom being most important to her and with Kyo with the guilt he associates with his mother's death and Kyoko's death and also with like Akito and her father's death as well yeah and more broadly the like let's accept that things end mm-hmm. there's like a lot of the a lot of this is like specifically referring to that and being like just cry with me right now like it's part of all that that is part of accepting um that things end and things change. Mm-hmm. I also really liked the line that um, I didn't write down, so I have to find it again. We lost what we had, and there are no guarantees. Cry for the terror of living in in this world again, which I think is really, I don't know, kind of touching. Like, mm-hmm. just it's some. I feel like it's kind of relate, like a tangential idea to what we've been talking about. Like, create that letting like things change and things are out of our control. There are no guarantees, and we just. Sometimes you have to just accept that and move on. I guess mm-hmm. it's part of a message of Fruits Basket. Yeah. And some do and some don't, which is also part of what's represented in Fruits Basket with all the, like, you know, parents and their, the way they react to their children being part of the Zodiac and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One other important thing that I want to point out is that we got to see a ghosty panel <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when Akito is... <laughs> I don't remember if I've explained this in a while, but when uh, Takaya has a specific drawing style where she draws, like, outlines of people... <laughs> um, and it's like pretty prominently used in the manga and sometimes they use that a similar style in the anime they haven't done it in i don't know quite a mm-hmm. long time now that i think about it but there's the scene where when akito pulls toru into her room i was like yay mm-hmm. yeah i noticed that i was like oh ghosty. good we got some ghosty panels before the end before the end one last time maybe i don't know well we'll see what happens in the next i think there's two episodes left it's confirmed there's 13 i double checked recently yeah. so yeah i saw like a promo image that had 12 and 13 listed good good so, yeah, maybe maybe there's time for another ghosty, but at least we got mm-hmm. one. <laughs> I was really pleased. Mm-hmm. I always <laughs> love that part. The, um, like, Akito hugging Toru while you get the, like, narration of, like, the cat's wish was finally granted. Yeah, I wasn't already crying hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part is great. Mm-hmm. In the sun with other people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so nice. Another important visual thing that we also previously discussed in our in our. Our, our our prep messages back and forth was feathers there was feathers yes <laughs> they used feather imagery <laughs> <laughs> not when the curse is breaking or whatever but kind of like a, about to with yeah the scene with kyo and toru and i was like yeah they did it they did the thing mm-hmm. yeah definitely not as many feathers in the anime <laughs> as manga but feather feather theory still prevails feather, the- feather theory stands <laughs> i feel like in the in the manga like becomes a, a visual or like a, a the visual language that's used often is like it becomes feathers but at the beginning it was also like petals there's kind of it was kind of interchangeable mm-hmm. so yeah yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both kind of like have the same. I don't know, like silhouette. I guess so. They have the same mm-hmm. like visual impact. Yeah, they have the they're floaty and they're white and or black depending on which. Mm-hmm. If we're in a bad time or a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, listen. I was happy they brought that brought feathers back for the last <laughs> this scene. Another thing that I was going to say about the Kyoto scenes is that I really liked the way they had the beads kind of like dropping in slow motion and like everything is like mm-hmm. silent. Like, like they, you can't hear like Toru crying or anything like that in that scene. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. And Kyo, the way like Kyo looks up into the sun, there's a lot of like, it's not like lens flare, but there's a lot of like sun glare in a lot of those, the parts with uh, Kyo and Toru, which I thought was nice. It's a cool mm-hmm. effect. And Nice and light and lovey-dovey, obviously, which is what we need. Yep. <laughs> That's we the, got the bead, We got the beads all gathered up on Toru's shelf. Yes, after. And the end credits, most, yeah. Most importantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad that they added, kept the scene after the credits of like go, them going to see Shisho and whatever. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I guess you could cut that, but you can't because Shisho's best dad. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how he just immediately pulls him into a big hug. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. Were you happy that we got an Ayame Mine scene? I know you shipped them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> the most important Ayame Mine scene, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked the, um, like how they had Ayame like, run to like, grab her as she was starting to like go back out of the room. Like he was still kind of, you could tell he was kind of like struggling. Like he calls yeah, her like in and he looks like... away, but then he kind of like mm-hmm. stands and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so speaking of the imagery of the anime, I did like the, um, the animation of the bond forming. Oh yeah. The, uh. Like the ropes coming out and everything, mm-hmm. and it looked like it had like one of those like zodiac charts underneath God yeah, so? when that was happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the circle charts. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The circle chart. I don't. It's mysterious, and I can't. I'm not able to interpret it, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always liked the bond, the imagery of the bond they used with like the cords, like the red cords, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and they showed part of this animation in the first episode of season two mm-hmm. right so they've alluded to this before yeah we've seen a little bit of this scene like i think that whole um that line about like i'll hold another banquet and mm-hmm. like, banquet after banquet part i think was in the, the first episode yeah you're right mm-hmm. yeah okay go back to a little more detailed so i was like ooh, ooh, pretty <laughs> yeah it was nice yeah i've always liked that imagery especially when the like curses were breaking and you had mm-hmm. like cord snap mm-hmm yeah yeah, I've enjoyed that uh, addition in the anime. Mm-hmm. I liked the animation of the little cat drinking out of the little dish mm-hmm. with its little tongue. It wasn't that important, but I liked it. It was cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, cat was, uh, was very cute. We talked a really long time ago, like probably in the very first episode, about how the animals were drawn like more like animally and with mm-hmm. more like <laughs> movement than like the 2001 anime where everything mm-hmm. was like really stiff. Like when Kyo, yeah. specifically when Toru like picks up Kyo out and his pants like fall off and his little legs like flop <laughs> when he's a cat, <laughs> after she turns him into a cat. <laughs> and I just like, like the way they draw, like mm-hmm. the way they animated all the animals. Yeah, like they're like, they're sort of like halfway between Takaya's like really like stylized chibi kind of look and like mm-hmm. actual animals. So. Mm-hmm. so like they're still really cute, but look a little more like they could exist more... in the same world as the characters <laughs> what <laughs> yeah sometimes i remember reading the manga and being like 
are they do they look like that like do they look <laughs> like that or is it supposed to look like a real cat you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> do they just look that way everyone like do they just look that way for like merch or are they just like yeah but then like and then some are like way more realistic than others like he says like super tigery looking but then like yo it's just like a cat with a little three for a mouth you know <laughs> like yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is all fine and dandy but it's just funny. Yeah. yeah, the in the story, I feel like the the illust- like in the Zodiac story in this episode, they used um, yeah, like somewhere between like a slightly more realistic representation mm-hmm. of the animals. Yeah, and you got to see like the uh, the classic forms of like the mm. like the rooster and the dragon <laughs> rather than their like current altered forms. The burb and the <laughs> yeah, the burb and the seahorse and the seahorse. <laughs> Be funny if there's just a little seahorse flopping on the mat and got the banquet though. <laughs> The seahorse is just in a jar of sake, you know? Yeah. yeah. Getting extremely drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if you never stop drinking, then you'll never be hungover, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. If you live in the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the dragon died when he became pickled. <laughs> Unfortunately <Yes>. pickled. <laughs> the, dragon, the dragon turned into a pickle. There was nothing to be done. <laughs> why god why have you done this to me <laughs> i don't need eternity in this form <laughs> god just drew the circle on the, on the seahorses <laughs> sake bowl uh oh i'm glad we could add some extra garbage head kit into this series before it's done <laughs> we still didn't get to see yuki actually that was the last thing that i messaged you before this was like yeah I was like, no, Yuki and Machi. And actually, um, the series of events got kind of reversed. Like in the manga, you saw everyone's curse break, and then you got the uh, the Zodiac story. And in the anime, you got the Zodiac story, and then everyone's curse broke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. So I guess they're saving Yuki's. <laughs> I guess. We don't know what happened. We'll have to see what happens next week. <laughs> it's like he's just still a rat. Everyone else's curse broke, but... <laughs> <laughs> It's like you. I'm keeping you. Yeah. <laughs> I've always liked your tiny rat face, and Yuki's just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out what happens. And he's gonna meet Machi. Mm-hmm. We've been on this Machi Yuki cliffhanger for like a whole episode. How dare! <laughs> it's been like two whole weeks, and I'm offended. <laughs> I guess we'll find out today. As in when this episode mm-hmm. comes out, not now, mm-hmm. not for me and you. <laughs> yeah, you guys get to find out today. We get we, we have get to, to wait find a out while. in a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any other things that I wanted to talk about except that I was really happy to see all the Kyotoru reunion be animated, cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready to talk about spoilers? I don't have anything yep. that I want to say. <laughs> all right, good. Let's do it. Next time we're going to talk about you fought well. I already know what it's going to be about, and I'm already mm-hmm. sad. I mean. <laughs> about a boxing tournament yeah don't you remember the whole arc where they did the boxing tournament Mm -hmm. i totally forgot about that part of the manga yeah they squeezed it in right at the end it was a little weird but uh... (laughs) it was really important for our character growth Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right thank you for listening we'll see you next week for that bye-bye bye say our our prediction didn't come true about meat angel she didn't break the curse after all (laughs) then i realized we can't talk about that that because she doesn't exist in the anime (laughs) she'll come to win the boxing match that's right i was gonna say (laughs)
It's actually like a cooking tournament, and she's going to. There's going to be a yakiniku showdown with like Hana yes. and Meat Angel. <laughs> so much meat. <laughs> it's like the sound of sizzling, the clinking of tongs. Who will win? Who will be the victor? <laughs> I would watch that spinoff. I would definitely watch that spinoff. Fruits Basket, another Iron Chef. <laughs> I think unfortunately it won't be about a boxing match. I think it will be a bunch of sad Kyoko Katsuya stuff that happens <laughs> next time. I was like, oh, yay, they brought that back. Oh, no. <laughs> so I guess we'll see that. Mm-hmm. That's good. I hope we get, well, yeah, hopefully we get the to. Yuki Machi stuff too, so that'll balance mm-hmm. it all out. Yeah, that that's from um, Kyoko's like dying moments. Yeah, I know, sadly. So, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I thought at the end it's like she sees Katsuya and he's like, you did good or whatever in the manga. Yeah, he starts, so. or, yeah, he's, um, t- while she's talking, she says, like, she wants, like, Toru to, like, become a person who, like, people say, like, you did good or something to mm. her. And then, like, after she, like, fully dies, she imagines, like, waking up in the ocean and, like, Katsuya mm-hmm. telling her you did good. You did good. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that won't be sad at all. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. What's up with Shigeru's face? Did Akito scratch him recently? I, I don't remember. That's um, that's uh, spoilers, but I hadn't noticed it before either. But it's uh, she scratches him during the um, oh. the scene where he gives her the um, the kimono as like the goodbye. Oh gift right, I forgot that that happened before. Because mm-hmm. that actually happens before the um, right the curse breaking scene, but we don't see it until afterward. Oh. But I hadn't noticed until the anime episode that he had that scratch on his face during yeah. that scene. <laughs> you can't see it in the manga, but it's pretty subtle. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck happened to Shigure? Mm-hmm. I, I forgot about it. I mean, I knew that that happened. I forgot exactly when it happened, though. So, mm-hmm. but Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on with Shigure's face? Why would mm-hmm. they show it so prominently? Is he like a outlaw now? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know that happens. But I was like, I, I went back and checked the manga. I was like, oh, it is there in this scene. I just oh. not really noticed it because it's, you know, black and white and harder to see. They drew it like it was, it looked like a scar more than a scratch, but yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, look at that. It's because it's under his bangs, that's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't notice unless you're looking, dang. Or I would look at it and be like, oh, it's just like a misprint <laughs> or whatever, you know? Yeah. Know. <laughs> hmm, I never noticed that. Wow, we learned something new about the manga. Who was, ex- yeah. who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I hope they have that stuff with Akito and Shigeru. That would be good. Oh, I guess they have to have eventually, maybe not next time, because, like, I don't know how much of Kyoko's stuff they're going to show or what they're going to do with Yuki and Machi, but they're going to have to have some, like, Akito being like, you're all free now, bye, you know, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I expect they'll have that whole bit because um, since they had uh, Shigeru, the scratches on Shigeru's yeah. face. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't make him look like a character from Inuyasha if he, <laughs> yeah. if they didn't have that, if they didn't have mm-hmm. to have that scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or people just, if you're like me, you'll be like wondering, like, did he have that the whole time? And I just didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Felt like I already read this series before. I should know if he has a prominent <laughs> scar on his face. But yeah, when I finished the uh, this episode, I was like, I was like, is next episode going to be the last one? But um, yeah, it does look like there's going to be 13. So we got two more. Yeah, we have two more. I, was, I wasn't sure if next time was going to be the last time, but I think it'll be, it, it's going to be two more. So that's good. Yeah. I hope they don't keep the Yuki Machi stuff till the very end. Wouldn't that be annoying? (laughs) (laughs) I guess they just ran out of time, this one. Yeah, I kind of expected to, like, open with that. Mm Mm-hmm. The next episode. I hope so. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, they have to graduate. That's also important, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll have that at the end and tie up all the school stuff with all the school kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Tori like, takes her exams and they're all like, oh, my God. All the kids are like, oh, my God, they're digging out. Oh, my God. Oh, and Rin has to be like, I hate all of this still. That's mm-hmm. the thing. That would be good to have. There's like this scene where they go to the zoo and there's a bunch of cats where where mm-hmm. they go on their date to the zoo and there's a bunch of cats and the cat is just like doesn't he can't understand them kid can't understand them anymore and it's just like mm-hmm. oh they visit Tori's great oh they have to do all this crap where <laughs> Kyo is like come move away far away with me and she's like all right cool no problem mm-hmm. in fact that scene is like right before the Kyoko flashbacks maybe they'll have that too yeah there's still like a good amount of stuff to fit in two episodes like things that are kind of important I think. Because they're going to mm-hmm. obviously have the Kyoko stuff. I guess they'll have the stuff about Kyo asking Toru to like move away with him or whatever. And then uh, Yuki and Machi stuff. That'll probably be next mm-hmm. time. And then they got to graduate and everybody has to be all sad and say goodbye, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not sure like what how the order is going to shake out. Cause, like, yeah, I don't know. If we assume they do the Yuki and Machi stuff next time, but it's named after the uh, Kyoko scene, so they have to have that in there. So I don't know if they would also have room for the stuff that happens between that, like the uh, Akito stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know, man. They fit like four chapters in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll do the same. <laughs> Maybe all the Akito stuff will be next time. Mm-hmm. Or some of it, at least. Yeah. Next, next. Sorry, next, next time. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to run through all of the next two episodes with like no credits because I'll be showing so much mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> Hopefully. I feel like overall I'm happy with the way the anime is like shook out because it's been nice. It's been good. Mm-hmm. We didn't get Meet Angel, but that's okay. <laughs> At least we got Mogeta. I mean, he's the most important side character in all of Ruba. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you want to chat about this time? I think so. Do you have any more wild speculation about what will happen next time? <laughs> Meet Angel comes and... <laughs> Wins the boxing match and uses the winnings to start a cooking open tournament. A, and... Open a yakiniku stand with <laughs> Hana, like mm-hmm. in sort of Cinderella. <laughs> Is this a new ship? <laughs> I feel like I've seen people talk about it as a thing, like on Tumblr before. Like it's not, it's not like my original idea. Their yakiniku connection that can be the name of the ship. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say this is the name of the stand. <laughs> yakiniku connection. <laughs> <laughs> why not both <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i guess we'll see there's still a lot of things that could be included but whatever <laughs> we know we know that sad kyoko stuff will be in and i'm pretty sure machi yuki yuki machi stuff will be in next time so <laughs> okay well i don't have any things i want to talk about this time okay. all right i guess we'll see everybody next time everybody brings tissues again <laughs> <laughs> cry with me yeah <laughs> You don't have to ask. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be both for the happy Yuki Machi stuff and the Kyoko stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Well, I guess we'll see everybody next time. Thank you for listening. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye.